Hi, my name is Andy Ely. I'm a senior funeral director with G Seller Independent Funeral Directors, and we've been serving bereaved families since 1910. I'm sure you're well aware there's lots and lots of different mis misconceptions and myths and taboos around the funeral profession and what goes on. So we've decided to put this series of um, podcasts together to try and dispel some of those myths and, of course, answer any questions that you have. Please, please do like, share and subscribe. And if you do have any questions, send them to liftingthelid at gseller.co.uk and we will genuinely do our best to answer them. It really, truly is our family caring for your family. Today we've got a, a huge topic and we're going, only going to touch on it briefly. Um, and this is the topic of grief. Um, so I'm joined by my colleague Tracy. Hello, Tracy. How are you? Hi, Andy. I'm good, thank you. Nice to be here. So, Tracy, what, what what's your role? What uh, what do you do? Okay, so I'm part of the bereavement support team. So I'm a bereavement counsellor. Okay. Um, so that's offering one-to-one -one counselling for fa anyone in the families that we've we've looked after for the funeral service of their Absolutely. loved one. Um, and also we do some group therapy, and I'm also um, working with doing workshops for uh, business and education sectors to um, help them support students or their uh, staff members following a bereavement. Brilliant. So Tracy, how, how did you get here? I mean, I mean, qualifications, a bit, bit of a past them. Okay, so um, a long six year training at Leicester Uni, quite, um, then graduated from there uh, as a counsellor um, and then worked in education a lot of the time um, with children young people and gradually moved through to working at a bereavement agency in Leicester okay. where I kind of found I guess my passion um, the area that I wanted to work in particularly um, moved around quite a bit and experienced as much counseling as I could but always kept coming back to the bereavement side of things okay. so um, and then I was always aware of G seller because my family have used them for many generations for services when we've had somebody uh, die in our family um, so then I saw the opening and I was aware of your the bereavement service and I saw the opening and I thought yeah that sounds like a good one so uh, I started uh, January this year you did yeah so yeah. It's, a, it's quite a unique thing isn't it um, uh, G Seller of course we we don't just look after the funeral but we look after the family after the funeral and that's that's kind of where your role comes in isn't it yeah. it's quite quite unique for a funeral director to do that i don't, I don't think i know of anywhere else that does so no, to be honest with you either. um so i guess i mean this is a huge question uh but uh, what is grief well i guess a, the simplest explanation is it's the mixed up feelings that we feel if somebody that we love dies and it's not easy to actually explain it in very simple terms like that. So, you know, and those feelings can be all over the place. So, so are there any obvious symptoms as such? Well, the theoretical part of this and the way it's explained it, as, as we learn it in theory is um, a theory is called Elizabeth Kubler-Ross developed this in 1969. Um, and she described it as there being five stages of grief. Yeah. Okay. Um, which are uh, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Okay. Um, but I think the thing of calling it stages and the way she illustrated it was in very linear form. That it looks like you just got, you have depression, then you have anger, then you have okay. you know, and yeah. so on and so on. Um, but that's not how it is. Actually, all those things can get very mixed up, and you can be bouncing from one to the other. 
Um, and like that's when we can feel like we're kind of a bit out of control. Like we just don't know how we feel because we can feel kind of okay in the morning and then you're with floods of tears in the afternoon. Um, so kind of a bit all over the place. And the acceptance bit, I do take a bit of an issue with that because I don't feel that we accept the loss of somebody we love dearly. Absolutely. I think it's more that we learn to live with it. Okay. So, I mean, so you've talked for a, a kind of a linear piece there, which we don't feel is quite accurate as no. such. I mean, I've studied models and an oscillating theory as well, yeah. where we bounce around all over the place. Different people, though, so I imagine we don't all grieve in the same way. No, no. And, the, and you mentioned the oscillation, and that is more what it, the realistic way that it is. And some people will, it's bouncing from like getting on and living life to actually feeling like you're debilitated and can't cope with anything. And we bounce between the two. Um, and some people will be more in one area and some will be more in the other. And then you can look at somebody else and think, well, they're not feeling like I'm feeling, but they've lost somebody that they love. So why am I feeling like this? So actually, that we're all very individual in the way that we grieve. Yeah, absolutely. Do people ever ask you, I mean, what does grief feel like? Yeah, and I think that's, people want to know that they're not going crazy, almost. Yeah. That, yeah, they want to, if, I never say there's anything normal, there's no normal way to grieve, but actually there's usual ways that people can grieve. So it's not uncommon ways that it happens. So sometimes that's when the one-to-one -one therapy is quite useful because that, can help people to like we can reality check the fact that um you know you're not going crazy and that these are very usual responses and and people knowing that can it can really help them to to feel that they're a little bit more in control of what's going on okay so how how, how do we do that how do we cope i mean i guess that's part of your role to assist with that coping mechanism mm. so i mean are there any I'm not going to say quick fixes because I think that's that's a ridiculous term. Is there, are there anything that we can we can do to help us cope with this grief? I mean, the most important thing you can do is to accept how you feel. Okay. I think we all want to, you know, we all have to get up and go out and put that game face on and like not show our emotions. But actually, the more we suppress our emotions, and that's kind of the denial part of. Grief. Okay. It's like putting them in a, a pot, and that it's a boiling pot, and eventually the lid's going to come off. So if you don't let yourself feel everything, it's going to explode, and that will probably, you know, be more traumatic than if you just let yourself ride the roller coaster of emotions. Absolutely. So we're G Seller, and, and your role is to support those families. Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you go about doing this? I mean, what, what's kind of first steps i guess okay well when when um you know the funeral directors have looked after the families through the funeral process mm -hmm. and they will be made aware of of the bereavement service at that point but Absolutely. sometimes it doesn't always go in so much so around six weeks after the funeral we will contact the family just very softly with some information just telling them about the service we're not asking them to do anything and there's no time limit to when they can contact us um, and for some people, it might be a little way down the line, but then they can contact us and there's an online form they can use on our website okay. um, or they can give us a call and do it that way. Um, and basically, then we would invite them in to have what we call an assessment appointment where we'll just talk to them about what we can offer them and what might fit their needs the most. Yeah, OK. Um, and so that ranges from one to one counselling in more the traditional kind of way that people might know counselling. 
Um, and then there's group therapy and we do mixed groups and we're just developing a men's only group. Okay. Um, that's, that's, yeah, that's quite important because men, it's quite apparent we don't talk. No, that's right. So sometimes in a, in a, in just a male group, they can feel a little bit more comfortable yeah, to, to talk and also to talk about other things as well. So it's not just about what's going on for them with their grief. Um, but we're basically, um, driven by what we see the need to be so we are continually developing the service in that sense to what to what the public need and kind of evolving it yeah yeah, yeah. As, I, as i said before i think it's it's quite important that we at gg seller we don't just stop at the funeral no. and, and that's it goodbye it's you come in and, and give that extra level of bereavement support and care you know i suspect as well there's there's challenging times in the year for families you know those first anniversaries um, Christmases and, and all those pieces yeah. I mean, do you often get is that something that's quite prevalent in, in your discussions? Yeah it is and people can get very anxious at like how are they going to cope at times like anniversaries coming up or, or not just the, the birthday of the person that's, that has passed away but the person but their birthday yeah. as well like you know that kind of thing and Christmas particular big one that is um People get very anxious about how am I going to be at Christmas? It's going to leave a massive gap in. in... We talk about that empty chair, don't yeah, we? The yeah, the empty chair at the table. Yeah, I mean the one thing that I encourage um, people to do is to make some plans, like how. But think about what you want to do. So forget about everybody else, because often people are too worried about making it okay for everybody else. Yeah. Actually, look after yourself, and do what you feel right for you. But don't be bound by it and kind of... But some, having some loose plans can help people feel a little bit more in control and secure. Okay. They've got something that they know that they're going to do. But if you don't do it, that's okay as well. Absolutely. And that's kind of the biggest thing. This is, if there's one time in your life when you can be a little bit what people might consider selfish is now when you are grieving. Because actually, if you don't look after yourself, you're not going to be any good to look after anybody else in the future. Brilliant. I think on that, Tracy. I, thank you. Uh, as I say, I think that was a the tip of the iceberg. I think this is something we're going to be covering um, in the future in in, in further episodes of, of this podcast. So again, thank you for your time. Um, please, genuinely, any questions? Please like, share, subscribe. Um, send the questions into liftingthelid at gseller.co.uk, and uh, and we'll do our best to answer them. And um, thank you. We'll see you next time. <laughs>